Good evening. I wanted to check in uh, this evening here. It's February 4th, 2022. I wanted to check in on the Oregon gubernatorial race, give a few updates. It's been kind of a big week uh, in, in with news in regards to the race uh, as we head toward the primary. Uh, first off, Nick Kristoff uh, running as a Democrat, former New York Times columnist, uh, is still awaiting on the Oregon Supreme Court to determine his residency status to see if he qualifies for the ballot. Uh, Secretary of State Shamia Fagan, also a Democrat, has found that Kristoff does not meet the residency requirements to appear on the ballot. Uh, state law dictates that he needs to be a resident for three years. The rub here is he voted in the 2020 election in New York. So Fagan says... Well, that means he was a New York resident at the time. He claims he's an Oregon resident and he has Oregon roots. Of course, uh, he didn't move to Oregon until he was, uh, I think, uh, 11 or 12. He went to high school here. Then he left for college, never came back. I think he bought property back here in 2017. So we'll see. Uh, I think it's taken the wind out of the sails a little bit of his campaign, uh, he's still raising money. He's still traveling the state. He's still campaigning. I follow him on social media. He was in Eastern Oregon this week. So he's still active and he's still ready to go if he's deemed eligible. He believes he will, uh, but we'll have to see. I think Kotek, Tina Kotek, former speaker of the Oregon House and kind of an heir apparent and to Kate Brown and favorite of the Democrat establishment uh, is probably your leader right now in the Democratic primary fight. Uh, but Kristoff could get in the game uh, if he uh, is allowed to be on the ballot. Uh, independent Betsy Johnson got a $250,000 gift from Phil Knight this week. So that signals Knight is going to be backing Johnson, the independent in this race. She's a former Democrat uh, state senator from uh, kind of Columbia, Clatsop County area, and uh, has thrown her hat into the ring as an independent kind of trying to say she'll be more of a unified, more centrist voice here in Oregon. She's not, you know, an extreme conservative or an extreme liberal. Uh, she is probably the most conservative uh, Democrat in the state legislature or was. Uh, she recently resigned to focus on the gubernatorial race. But she's raised, I believe, the most money of any candidate so far. She's gotten big gifts from uh, other large uh, corporations here in Oregon. Um, I believe uh, Pape Machinery has donated, I think, about $200,000 to her campaign as well. So she's going to be a player. She's going to have funds. She's going to have money to, to put advertising out there, make herself known, introduce herself to Oregon voters. It'll be interesting to see. I think Democrats will probably attack her as being you know tied to corporate interests. So it's that double-edged sword. You need money, but you know when you get it, you're going to be attacked for who gave it to you. Um, so we'll see. Some recent polling came out, showed good news for her in that you know she is in third behind generic Republican or Democrat candidates, but um, some of the questions and, and some of the phrasing in the polls that they asked, she did very well. Um, you know, then they included some language that described her as, you know, a anti, you know, anti, uh, 
pro-choice. So when they described her as pro-choice, fewer Republicans were interested in her. When they talked about how much money she had gotten from corporations uh, in terms of funding her campaign, less fewer Democrats were uh, likely to, to say they would support her. But overall, they said it was pretty good news for her. Uh, she has an uphill battle either way. It's very hard to run as an independent and be competitive, but she is going to have the money to do so. We'll see if her message resonates with Oregon voters. And then over on the Republican side, I, I still think at this point, former uh, minority House leader Christine Drazen from Canby, I think that she is probably the odds on favor. Bud Pierce, the 2016 nominee, doesn't seem to be gaining much traction. And Mayor Stan Pulliam from Sandy had been uh, kind of a a wild card in this race. He's raised about a million dollars. He's been running television ads. uh, But apparently him and his wife were involved in some swingers groups back in 2016. They were on a Facebook group, PDX Swingers. That came out. It was in Willamette Week this week. You know, I don't think it's going to have a huge effect. Uh, he wasn't cheating on his wife, anything like that. She was involved, you know. But it, it is something that I think will hurt him with some Republican voters. Obviously, Republicans were able to get past some of the issues Trump had uh, around morality or however you want to say it. Uh, but, you know, Mayor Stan, eh, I'm not sure. He was kind of an, you know, kind of a dark horse candidate anyway, kind of a long shot. So this isn't going to help him and we'll just see where it goes. Kind of a weird story. It It's, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, politics. It's like, this is sort of irrelevant, but you know, people are interested. I bet it got a lot of clicks uh, for Willamette Week who ran it. And, uh, you know, he, he was pretty open when, when they asked him, he went on the record. He said, yeah, that was me. I did it. Yeah. Uh, that was something my wife and I were, you know, kind of looking into back then. It's not something we're involved in right now. Uh, but yeah, we did. So he, you know, I thought that was interesting. He owned it. Um, overall, I think it's going to be probably Tina Kotek, uh, Johnson, and then Drazen on the Republican side. I think, you know, whoever the Democrats nominate has to be the favorite. It's a Democrat state. Democrats have, have been in power here since Atia left in 1987. So if it is Kotex, she's going to have a leg up on this. I think Johnson could be competitive. And, and you know, we'll see about the Republican nominee. I, I, I kind of feel like Johnson will pull more from that side than, than the Democrats. I could be wrong, but that's just the feeling I get that, a lot of Republicans may go with her. They they will see her as someone viable who can pull from independents and some Democrats. And and that's really the coalition she's got to build. She's got to she she has to be strong with independents, pull some Democrats, and I think pull Republicans who see her as a better choice than Tina Kotek. And you know, but but at the end of the day, how many Republicans are really going to be able to abandon? the Republican candidate. And that's, that's a big question. So it's going to be interesting. I think it's more, it's a more interesting race than we typically have here. And, and so there, there may be some intrigue. I don't know about suspense, but at least intrigue, but that's my update for now. Uh, We will continue to keep you updated on the race as we head toward the primary and uh, hope you have a great weekend.